Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today, we're going to be talking about why the Catholic Church thinks astrology is so dumb. Yeah, we're going to look at what the church has said about astrology. We're going to look at the reason that astrology is a pseudoscience and why it makes no sense scientifically or spiritually. What's your sign? I don't care. everybody welcome back to another episode uh it's good to be in the studio with you guys father rich and ryan how's it going um, guys always a pleasure yeah we're talking about dumb things today yeah <laughs> <laughs> like astrology <laughs> what's your side not to be confused with astronomy yeah that was like one of my first you know things when i was looking at the show notes i'm like i i, I mean there's a lot of stuff that goes on out there that fascinates me about cultures and looking at the stars and how they've either come up with mythological things or have discovered things that, you know, scientifically that we've verified through mm-hmm. a lot of things. It's fascinating to me. So like, like literally what's the difference? What are we like? Where are we pinpointing this conversation and it's dumb and dis- especially because historically astronomy goes way back into ancient Mesopotamia. That's right. Mayan cultures, Chinese cultures, Hindu cultures, and it's even in our Western civilization as well, reading horoscopes. And I have very early memories of ants all reading their horoscope and yeah. talk about talking about it around the table. And these are like, you know, Catholic women. But it's interesting how many Catholics actually believe in astronomy and read their horoscope religiously. It's crazy. Uh, a study, 33% of Catholics, a full third of Catholics believe in astrology. Okay, so that's that's, like, that's crazy. Again, so astrology versus astronomy. Is this the so delineation think, here that we're making? Because astrology would be the actual scientific study. No, there's the, there's I think three distinct things that should be said. Number one, astronomy is the study of the stars and the planets and the physical nature of the elements of the universe. Astronomy. Astronomy. Okay. Yeah. That is a science. Mm-hmm. That is a verifiable science. That is Johannes Kepler, and that is Copernicus, right? That's real science of observation and the scientific method. Right. Then there's the zodiac. Now, the zodiac is not the same as astrology. The zodiac is essentially the constellations and the way that the constellations, the way that the elliptical path of the earth moves through the night sky and where those Signs like Orion, Orion or Cassiopeia or the Big <coughs> yeah. Dipper or, you know, Ursa Major, right? Yeah. That's the Zodiac and the way that the elliptical path of the earth moves through so that during different seasons of the year, different constellations are apparent or go through what's called the elliptical path of the ob- the observable night sky. And so there, the Zodiac is the those images, if you will. The Zodiac is 12 constellations that the path of the Earth essentially follows okay. the night sky. Now, astrology... Gotcha. That is, all have representative meanings. Of course. Gotcha. And so that's, that's important to say as and well. And that's what's so dumb. Well, when it comes well. to like forecasting ideas and representation for these various realities, it's it's drawn up from 
you know, people's popular belief from cultures that date back, like I said, to Mesopotamia and related, related things from them. Right. So now astrology is the belief that where you were born or where the stars are at a particular moment in time fundamentally impact or influence your life, um, the way you respond to things or the things that befall you. Okay. That's stupid. Gotcha. But are they related? Are the, zo- the well, zodiac yeah, abs- and astrology? Yeah, because the astrology uses the zodiac as the way to measure or try as their pseudoscience to explain why certain things are happening at a certain mm-hmm. time, based on what constellations are where, gotcha. what planets are in mm-hmm. what. So it's almost like the um, the demonstrable uh, part of astrological calculation. Would that be fair to say? Like zodiac I, I, I would, would say be that, like the. I would say that astrologists use. The observable night sky and the constellations that human beings have created to try to give meaning to people's lives based on that. Gotcha. It's, they try to use observation and fake science to establish a spiritual system. See, but I would like to relate, you know, not only where the stars were at my birth, but also, you know, the fact that Michael Jordan won the national championship for UNC when I was born. When you were born? You know, yeah. Wow. You're a young buck, man. Yeah, man. Michael Jordan and the Tar Heels <laughs> winning the championship. No, no, here's the thing. I'll tell you this. I feel like something's coming my no, way right it's, now. It's like, I would say yeah. Michael Jordan Absolutely not. <laughs> winning the national championship with the Tar Heels has had more of a direct impact on the path of your life than where the stars were on the day you were born. Oh, there you go. Because Gravitas. that is a historical occurrence that led to other things that led to him being drafted by the Bulls yeah. and led to him this and that yeah. that impacted your life. Yeah. Where the stars were didn't it didn't do anything. Sorry, Father. Maybe not as actively. <laughs> not, <laughs> not at, at all. all. But it's related. <laughs> it's not related. <laughs> it's not related. Stop <laughs> it. You heretic. Fact. <laughs> Fact. So um but the zodiac signs are they were in the early churches. A lot of churches have the zodiac signs. Incorporated into to the decorations, uh, the zodiac signs are the Bible. I mean, if you look at uh, Job chapter thirty eight, it's uh, have you tied the cords of the Pleiades or loosened the bonds of Orion? Right. Mm. I mean, they are specifically mentioning the signs of the zodiac in the heavens mm. because they're observable. But to ancient people, I think modern people and astrologists overlook how. The ancients viewed the uh, constellations. The constellations were a very useful tool for planting season. Look, you know that when this constellation is in this part of the sky, this is the time of year is almost like a calendar. They correspond roughly to the 12 months of the year. There's the 12 signs of the zodiac. And when you don't have an app on your phone to tell you what day it is or what season it is or a weather forecast, you know that when this star alignment is here, this is that or Ancient um, sailors would know to navigate by the stars because mm. they are fixed and knowable, observable things in the sky. And they reoccur, right. which gives you a pattern that you can develop something from. Right. So what would, what would uh, you know, like, because I've heard this before, when Mars is closest to, the, uh, to planet Earth and how red Mars appears, that that is related to, um, you know, the impending warfare and it bloodshed. nothing. Dude, what are you doing, man? You're like getting involved that's, in a struggle. But that's what I'm saying. I've, I've heard that. <laughs> Do you know what that means? It means that that means that Mars has a high uh, iron oxide content on its surface, which is rust. 
Okay, and when it's closer, uh, it's more. So observable. you saying you don't believe this stuff? No, no I believe not. It means when Mars is closer, the iron oxide is refracted through its atmosphere, and it appears redder because it's closer. That's all. It means nothing else. You're you're ruining people's astrological (laughs) and zodiac love. Just yours right now. Here's your horoscope. I'm going to destroy your worldview. (laughs) I think this is really, really important that we're talking about this because we do we do tend to shift our belief systems to you know, these types of fringe practices, these pseudosciences, we try to read into the tea leaves and the way that they're dropped into the water. We try to pull out signs and we're constantly looking for signs. What does this mean? What does that mean? And we're attaching such importance to our identity and the path of our lives almost prophetically. And it could become fatalistic in a single moment. Like Mars is close to the world. We are going to be in utter doom. What about, what about like reading, uh, Chinese restaurant menu or Chinese restaurant mats. Oh, dude. <laughs> or fortune cookies. No, fortune, fortune cookies. cookies. I have a whole practice of fortune cookie. I take the fortune cookie. I bite open one half. If the if the thing is in my in my mouth, it's, it's a true. fortune. It's true. <laughs> if it's in the other side of the cookie. Oh, God, <laughs> Father. No, no, but no, don't, that's, don't admit that on camera. But, here. but that, is, that is exactly, that is exactly what I mean. It's all superstition. Right. Look, human right. beings have, one of the things that make human beings a evolutionary marvel, right? And the thing that makes us really unique among all the animals and a spark of our, our the spark of our soul is our ability to recognize patterns. Mm-hmm. It's what makes us a unique creature. Mm-hmm. And it's the same reason that when you burn your toast, you see Jesus in it, or that you people see the you man on the moon, right? Or baseball pitchers jump over the foul line right. when they leave the Because you game. look for patterns, because that's the way that you're able to make sense of a essentially nonsensical world. Dude, yeah. that, that that is so true. And how how much it's attached to sports yeah. is crazy. Oh, man. I remember in college, like, it's like we had this guy named Fu, and he was this really heavy dude that could just blast the ball. And we'd use him at the end of the game, and he'd, like, hit a home run or a double. And um, he would always sit down at the end of the bench. And if we were like losing really bad and we didn't need him, we would move him to the front of the bench and be like, hey, you're going to have to move down here. <laughs> and so at the end of the season, he just knew when it was time for him to get. <laughs> it didn't work every single time. But it was just kind of a thing we did. And it became more of a tradition than it did a superstitious act that we all congregated around and believed that this was. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so I do. A, there's a, a very slight movement of the heart that says. We're just kind of well. You you recognize the pattern, so yeah. and, and that's where for once, me, like in basketball, like I I would go up to the rim and I would shoot close to the rim, and I'd have to make a number of shots and then start moving out mm-hmm. on the on all the points of the of the paint, and then to the free throw line, to the three point line. I have to make a number of threes before I would leave before I would leave the court, and you know that would be like my ritual, and I'd have to I'd have to do that over and over and over again, and I wouldn't be able to leave the court until I did it. And it's like, that's how people build into that. But there was something interesting that, that came up in, in some of the videos that I was watching about Kobe Bryant. You know, he was, he was, he was asked like, like what type of superstitions do you have? And, and like, what do you do? That's like, you know, kind of fanatical and just like every, every time that you play. And he's like, nothing. Yeah. I just have my routine. I do my routine. And then, you know, what's your, what's your pregame ritual? He's like, if I'm tired, I sleep. 
not, I don't. And yeah. then I just show up to the game and I play. And I mean, he was just so single-minded, like in, yeah. in that sense of excellence that I, I think that's admirable. Yeah. People yeah. crave habits, habits and patterns help them make sense of the world, especially in pre-scientific times. Look, if you're out you're and you're hunting elk and you happen to wear your hat a certain way and you have catch a bunch of elk. Well, next time you're going to do the same thing because they didn't understand elk move in a knowable pattern based on migration paths or, um, Hey, you planted these things at this time of year and the stars were this way and you had a great crop. Oh, well, we should just do it again because they didn't have the scientific method to really empirically say, this is why things are happening. Mm -hmm. So they result, they, they resorted to things they could observe and the patterns they would notice. So that's where a lot of these superstitions and things come from. Another thing, too, is that even in the case of where we are scientifically as a culture, they don't even study this stuff, right? I mean, science doesn't say, hey, you're a Sagittarius, and so let's come up with this study of a thousand Sagittariuses to see if this It's just not even a study, is it? Actually, NASA did. NASA did? NASA did. Man, we this is and there has been waste. academic studies. It's it's in the same field of meteorology and all these other types of forecasting types of sciences. So it has been it has been evaluated. Yeah, NASA and other groups have done studies with twins born on the same day under the same astrological signs and conditions, and their lives are nothing alike. And the stars, I mean, empirically, scientific method, they had no impact. Yeah. Right. Uh, NASA even did a study like. Or they release this thing where they're like, look, here's why astrology is stupid. Um, <laughs> oh, NASA, we should have a, a, a rocket scientist on next time. <laughs> they wrote that when the Babylonians first invented the 12 signs of the Zodiac, a birthday between July 23rd and August 22nd meant that you were a Leo. Okay. 3,000 years later, the Earth shifts in, a, I think, a 46-year, 46,000-year pattern where, you know, the Earth is spinning circularly, but it, it also tilts on its axis. So over the course of 3,000 years, you're no longer, actually, if you're born in those dates that they say you're a Leo, you're not. Like, wow. You're not because the, the, the pattern of the Earth so is just down there. Look, there. Just forget about it. NASA okay? says, look, there's even. Just let like, it go, man. <laughs> look, according to NASA and science, the, the elliptical of the Earth that established the 12 zodiacs, there's actually 13 now because it has changed since right. the Babylonians. Uh, that makes sense. I think it's the 13th one is called Ophicius, right? Oh. So you're not even that. You're like not even year. probably the sign that you think you are because those dates were assigned 3,000 years ago and they're not even valid anymore. How do you See, feel about are, that now? What are the poor guys that like struggle with dating going to do now because they've been employing the whole sense of, hey, girl, what you sign it? You know, like all yeah. that type of stuff. That's like a good conversation starter. Yeah. I, why? <laughs> why? Because you're, why you're a priest. Because right. it's not. It never it's works. Not. That path left let you to the collar. It never worked. So don't try it, guys. Here's what the catechism says about astrology. It's Catechism 2116. All forms of divination are to be rejected. Recourse to Satan or demons, conjuring up the dead or other practices falsely is supposed to unveil the future. Mm -hmm. Consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, interpretation of omens and lots, the phenomenon of clairvoyance, and the recourse to mediums all conceal a, po- a desire for power over time, history, and in the last analysis, mm. other human beings, as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. They contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear that we owe to God alone. Mm-hmm. You mm. are trying to tear aside the veil 
using nonsensical and illicit practices to try to know things that are unknowable and should be known to God only. And it shows a lack of trust in the providence of God. Mm. And yeah, it, it's interesting because like we were just talking about, it's like you're, it's, it's, it's how you interact with it that really is the the, the thing. Like you messing around with a, a fortune cookie and you read it, if you were to like ingest that into your heart and carry that with you throughout your life or something mm-hmm. like that, yeah, mm-hmm. I could see where that's like completely misappropriated, but just like messing around, I mean, that's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, not as... I guess, grave, if you will, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. They're, they're, and you know, all joking aside, like I don't, I don't base my whole we life. We worried about you. Were you really? Yeah. No. <laughs> See, I knew you guys loved me, man. <laughs> you care? Uh, no. About your sign? <laughs> I, no. I, about your sign? Not at all. No, but you know, like I, I think that it, it can become very, very dangerous. And not only do you manipulate powers and then power over other people, over but you're people. also manipulating God. And mm-hmm. I've heard it in confession. I've heard it from penitence, you know, like people saying, I've asked for this from God and I, I prayed, you know, particular set of prayers and then I got it. And I had this overwhelming feeling like I can control God. Mm. And and that is very 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 scary. When we when we live in the providence of God, we trust that all things will turn out good, even though we're going through difficulty or or challenge. That God's providence and His mercy will guide us to ultimate ends of His revelation to us that He is an all loving, all knowing God, and He is pursuing us for salvation. That that's important to 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 sense that and. What happens is when I'm isolated in my own suffering, I feel like I have to control the outcomes and I want this or that power, money, control, whatever it is, then I'm going to try to manipulate deities. I'm going to try to manipulate spirits. I'm going to try to use soothsayers and and prophecy and all these types of, uh, you know, not prophecy, but, you know, all these types of things yeah. to control the outcome. Yeah. There's a lady in Houston here. Um, I read that, uh, 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 whatever card reader or whatever, like just wax this lady for $2.5 million. Oh, yeah. Like that well, just is bizarre to well, me. They're charlatans. Yeah. It's all charlatans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who's very good at this is Mark, uh, um, Gobio. Gobio. Yeah. Cause he he refutes it. We should have Mark on the show at one point. For magic for magic, yeah, yeah. and like to, and yeah. sharing about Saint Don Bosco and magic yeah. and catechesis yeah, and that stuff. Would be cool. It would be really cool. But he can go through a whole series of things and to show how you can kind of pitch things in people's way that they would kind of get drawn in mm. and then start to believe in some of these things. And it's all manipulation. Yeah, he did a whole he did a whole presentation at the seminary when wow. we were there. Yeah, it was, it was really, really interesting. cool, man. Now, the early church fathers, like unanimously, and there's so many awesome examples of them just saying, look, astrology, it's dumb, right? And some of the first noted and recorded excommunications in the history of the Catholic Church was excommunicating astrologers. One of the first ones that we have a record of, of, of an excommunication comes the year 120 AD, where the Roman church excommunicated a mathematician named Aquila Ponticus for astrological heresies. Um, some of the church fathers who spoke out against astrology were Tertullian, Clement, uh, Hippolytus, oh. Athanasius, and one of my favorite, Basil the Great, but one of my favorites was Augustine. And 
Augustine had this amazing kind of argument against it, and he uses Jacob and Esau. He's like, look, if we're to believe astrology, Jacob and Esau were born essentially at the same moment, and they had incredibly different lots in life. But if we were to believe astrology, Jacob and Esau would have both had the same path dictated by fate before them, but their paths couldn't have been more different. What? So what's of that, astrologers? Why did one become... right? You know the patriarch, and so it's all so astrology. Like historically, the context is is all centered around your life, right? Okay, it's, it's so, always been that it's way. It's so selfish. Yeah, it's like the universe and all the stars and movements care about you. Number one, they're not sentient; they don't care about you. They're burning balls of hydrogen <laughs> and helium in space. They don't care about you. They don't have thoughts. They don't. Number well two, said. if they number two, if they did have thoughts, number two, thoughts, they'd be dumb. Number dumb. <laughs> number two, if they did have thoughts, they wouldn't care about uh, what clothes you should wear today, Karen. They don't care about that. Okay, it's that's not what they're doing. Okay, oh, so gosh. to think that the the universe is revolving around you is just shows this absolute gross manifestation of individualism. Individualism where everything is meant for you. Come on. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. And like if if there's only 12 or 13 of them, it's like you're just going to have 13 types of people. Like it's 12, bizarre. Man. 12, whatever. No, no. I'll, no, I'll tell you what. The, the the stars in the universe revolved around you so that you could wear a, fair, a fierce haircut today and that you're definitely going to get some flack from the people at work. But that's OK, because you're going to find relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But literally a lot of people I go haven't... into the newspaper and that's the first thing that they look for. Is so they get a message exactly. from the newspaper exactly. about their day. Is that the thing? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's you stuff know. like that though. <laughs> it's strange. See, but here's the thing that like millennials, the, the belief in astrology is booming among millennials because it's a metaphysical belief that gives meaning to your life and it's all about you. It tells you that the universe thinks you're important, you're special, and it requires no commitment from you. And all you have to do is say, well, the universe is thinking about me and here's my day and that's it. That's really stupid. The, you know, just it shows the the nature of human beings in today's world that astrology is becoming more um, believed in because it's narcissistic. Mm -hmm. It's so narcissistic. It is. It is. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe the church fathers from or were even talking about it, and that this has been going on. And for, it's, it's been going yeah. on since pre-recorded history. Mm -hmm. I mean, like before anything was documented, these have been like succinct practices of people and tribes and nations. And there would be like a ever. There would be like a person designated to yeah. deliver these messages because obviously they didn't have newspapers, so there was like the. The, the soothsayer, the guy that was reading it all and saying, yeah. hey. Well, dude, even in the 80s, Ronald Reagan, Nancy Reagan hired a White House astrologer to help them make decisions. Ooh. That's absurd. That's weird. Mm -hmm. I yeah. don't want some batty lady with a monocle and a bandana on her head dictating whether or not the United States should respond to Russian aggression in Bulgaria. That's so stupid. <laughs> Why? Because the stars are a certain way? Mm-hmm. And it all boils down to to man's search for meaning 
and and searching for the path that they're yeah. supposed to walk on and and that's what it boils down to i mean we're all we're all subject to that you know and and i even i talk about it in in homilies all the time too it's you know god god inspires trust not a sense of you know let me let me do these devotions so i could i could figure out like all right this is what i'm this is what i'm supposed to do. no like we need to trust in god yeah you know, and that's what, that's what's ultimately being cultivated. In and us. you find this even in the church. I think some people have become so ritualistic in the, their participation in mass mass, you know, where it's like, if I'm not sitting here, you're in my seat or this it is my parking my whole space. Mass. Yeah, that's like, true. You know, um, yeah, I, I remember, um, I remember joining a new church and there was this uh, older couple and they'd always sit in the front. And, uh, I, I had to bring my young children if I was going to go to mass and I didn't want to miss mass. And so I'd sit, sit them in the back and sometimes they'd be loud. Sometimes they wouldn't. And I just remember one day she came back and she's like, this is, I've been coming here for 26 years. Mm. You, you can't have your kids back here doing that. I'm like, wow. Okay. There's a certain possession of this ritual, this, this mass that they're, you know, they're going in that cause that, you know, mm-hmm. there's a certain possession of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it wasn't even, the kids weren't even being loud and she was really far away. So I just thought to myself, like, this is a weird interaction with mass, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, strange. I it don't is. know. It is. I mean, if you go back even to the earliest church document we have, the Didache, the Didache specifically in chapter three says that a Christian should not be an astrologer or an enchanter um, because that's, that's, that's really going against that abandonment to God's will. Mm-hmm. And it's look, if you trust more in an arbitrary, look, number one, constellations are not a thing. They're just, there is millions of light years in between these stars. They have actually almost no relationship to each other, except for that we are observing them from one point on earth. Mm-hmm. What if you were born in a hundred years, someone's born on Mars. Well, the night sky is going to look considerably different. Um, there's not going to be rising signs. Are you, is the universe still going to be dictating the personalities of people on a planet you weren't born on? Mm -hmm. That's absurd. I'm wondering like, like I have a a deep sense of wonder in the universe, right? I mean, like looking at, they've got these apps, you know, you can pull up and then you can click on, Mm -hmm. it's fascinating. Like, first of all, that somebody can create an app like that on an iPhone, but you click on the star and it's like, this is 50 million light years away. Mm -hmm. Or, or 50 light years away or whatever. And, um, you know, I was sitting there with a friend of mine and I'm like, that light we're looking at is 50 years old. That star's not really there. Mm-hmm. It's not even there right, right now. It's somewhere else. Right. <laughs> it's not even a star. No, it's, it's, an, it's influencing your life and you should use this day to center yourself, Ryan, and take some time <laughs> for you. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely stupid. Now, before we finish up with this episode and talk about a few more reasons astrology is stupid. Here's a couple of things that are not stupid and some things that are actually helpful to your life, not based on pseudoscience and things that can actually help your spirituality. And those are our sponsors. We are most grateful for our sponsors. And I have to first start with Hallow. Hallow is the number one Catholic meditation and guided prayer application in the app store today. Be sure to visit Hallow because when you do, you'll see all sorts of prayer and meditation guided 
efforts that they have put together in a beautiful and most attractive way. From Teze to Lexio Divina to Rosary and to Daily Gospel Reflections and so much more. This is a beautiful application that you should definitely have on your phone. And if you utilize this platform, you will truly be able to advance in not only your understanding of the Catholic tradition of prayer, but be able to cultivate that in your own practice uniquely to you. This number one Catholic meditation and prayer app is specifically out there for you to grow in your faith. We are so grateful for their work. We are so grateful for their sponsorship. And you should take a moment and check them out because they are truly at the very forefront of technological advancement and the new evangelization. So check out Hallow Catholic Meditations and Prayer App today. We want to tell you about our sponsor, Exodus 90. Exodus 90 is 90 days of prayer and asceticism, cold showers and devout prayer moving through the book of Exodus so that men could find greater freedom in Christ. This program is a tremendous program that over 20,000 men have already gone through, and you should consider becoming the very next member in this very powerful movement. Please consider to join Exodus 90 now. Check them out. You will not regret it. Ave Maria University, our sponsor, is an institution of higher learning in the Catholic tradition, and one that is very, very dear to me, as I am an alumnus and a graduate of 2008 from the new campus. We were part of the first graduating class, and it is awesome to see how much Ave Maria University has grown and has become not only the youngest Catholic institution, but one of the most powerful, driven in academics and faith. It is a university that appeals to all. And we'd like you to consider becoming a student at Ave Maria University, or if you know someone that is of age that may be looking at colleges and universities around the country, be sure to tell them about Ave Maria. There are over 30 majors. There's programs undergrad as well as postgrad, all the way up to PhDs in theology. You do not want to miss a chance to attend this university. It is surrounded by the oratory, this beautiful church in the middle of Ave Maria town, just 30 miles away from Naples and the beautiful beaches. It's in Southwest Florida. So the weather is beautiful, but the greatest thing and the most beautiful thing about the university is the community. The community life is a place where young people find belonging and most importantly, encounter Christ in the beautiful tradition of the Catholic faith. So check out Ave Maria university today. You won't regret it. All right. Thanks for that, Padre. Go check out our sponsors. They help make sure that we can continue to do this show and we can continue to tell you why astrology is dumb. So, (laughs) you know, we look at it, we're looking at this from a negative standpoint. You know, it's like it deserves it. It deserves the duration to be given. I was making an objective statement. It's accurate. (laughs) No, uh, yeah, we're looking at it that way. And I, I, you know, I always look at like things like that and I'm like, all right, what is the meaning of, of this in terms of what, what, what is, what is it that God put inside of us that has us drawn to it? And, you know, I, I think about Augustine, we mentioned Augustine and how, um, he says that, uh, that, that following God's will, that, that seeking it and participating, and I'm paraphrasing for all you theologians out there that want to correct me, um, that, that it's the, it's the greatest adventure. It's the greatest adventure in in humanity is is to to do that. And I I think back on my conversion, my understanding and the gift of faith that God gave me that he was present and he loved me very, very deeply. And and basically like going to him for mercy and following this path over the last, I don't know, almost 20 years, 
I never would have thought my life would be where it is today. Right. And I think, I think the, 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 the confirmation of that, the consolation that I have there, this now more, you know, more trust that I place into God's hand, more providence that I, that I, uh, that I know he'll give me in my life to draw me final to that final end where I'll, I'll be in heaven. All that stuff is essentially me asking him, like, what do you have in store for me? Why are you sending me this person? Why are you asking me to start this company? Why are you, you know, and, and should I get knowing, a haircut today? Should I? I don't think I've ever asked. Are my him that. eyebrows going to be on fleck and fierce today? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to be winning? Right. <laughs> but uh. it's like, that that has given me so much joy because it's his response mm-hmm. in this providence that has helped me to grow closer to him and this whole adventure that I never would have thought or dreamt of by myself. That's just so cheapened by all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because the excitement of seeing God's hand providentially provide and then providing the the opportunities and the circumstances to choose love, to choose justice, and to proclaim truth. In these in these circumstantial moments throughout time is a procession, and we're on this kind of ever procession towards heaven, and God is providing these beautiful circumstances to express who we truly are in light of revelation, in light of how God has formed us, and it's true. It wins over your heart. I could yeah. never imagine having the circumstances of my life and my vocation and, and where God has led me. But ultimately, it's it's also indicative of I wouldn't be here without a number of people holding me along the way and helping me along the way and supporting me. And in that, that interdependency on community and love and truth has been transmitted through through the faithful, through the through the fellowship that we have in this in this journey. All people are tribal. Yeah. Aristotle talks about it in, in his politics, that mankind is ordered toward the polis. We are ordered toward each other, but sin gets in the way of our relationships with one another. And when we are confronted with these circumstances, how are we supposed to interact with it and make meaning of it? Mm-hmm. Because it's chaotic. Yeah. But, but at the same time, Christ, in his beautiful manner of reconciliation— he is in the midst of the human community, and he draws us into meaning. He draws us into a path, and he draws us into a greater fellowship with one another. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, that makes me think of King Saul, right? And he was about to go into battle with the Philistines, and he's nervous about it, and he wants to know the outcome. I he remember wants this. to know what's in store, but yeah. it's not for him to know. That's for God. So at first, he consulted the prophets and holy lots, yeah. right? And they weren't giving him the answers and the clarity he wanted because he wants to know what's going to happen, which is for God. And when he didn't get the answer he liked, he rode out to the witch of Endor and had a seance and tried to summon the spirit of Samuel so that Samuel could tell him if he's going to win this battle against the Philistines. And that was kind of the moment where, I mean, his his kingship and its anointedness with God is ruptured and where he is now to be be abrogated by David Mm -hmm. who trusts in God and who does not demand for himself the right to know the things that are God's to know. Interesting. And then the flip side of that is like Joseph and uh, I don't know, Nebuchadnezzar. No, not Nebuchadnezzar, but the, the Egyptian Pharaoh where 
he was reading his dreams, right? right? Mm-hmm. So there's a flip side of that where the grace of God can change a heart mm-hmm. of somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a, it's interesting dynamic. And even God has and can use Zodiac signs because they're things that human beings recognize. Yeah. It's the same reason that the star of Bethlehem, right. the, the eclipse of the sun. Right. You can use yeah. these physical, natural occurrences that people ascribe meaning to as a way to communicate divine mm. truths. You can. Uh, if you look at the Our Lady of Guadalupe and the the, the arrangement of the constellations, Stars, yeah. they dictate information in a way that people would have been able to recognize it. Miraculously. Which is, which is fascinating. Corona Boralis around her crown. Leo, you know, Leo, Leo over her womb. Virgo, yeah. Virgo over her heart. Over her heart. You know, like all of that is is fascinating. But the stars didn't do that. That was a way that they were able to communicate mm-hmm. the nature because those are commonly accepted. I want to say almost language patterns, but written in stars. Now, mm. um, and and that's what I love about Our Lady of Guadalupe too, because it's not, her perspective is not in relationship to her looking up to the stars. She's standing on top of, of the sun in front of the moon, mm-hmm. and almost the perspective is reversed from the heavens, right. and which shows her greater authority over all of these realities that the Mayan people and the people of Mexico and and these, these tribal responses to the heavens is being confronted by a greater authority, and yeah. that's what started to merge the communion yeah. between the, the you know the the Spaniards and and mm-hmm. the um the local tribes yeah and it was recognized yeah mm-hmm. right I mean the <clears throat> the thing is is we look at it and we come from a completely different culture yeah that's why it's so fascinating to dive into it because you're just like wow this is this is all of it is communicating something to mm-hmm. them it's not just some image that's right? right like the early church would use the phoenix as a sign of the of the of Jesus the resurrection to the Arabian people mm-hmm. well we don't believe in a mm. phoenix. I yeah. mean, the phoenix isn't a real creature. The same reason that the medieval church would use the unicorn as mm-hmm. a sign of Christ, because to the people at the time, it made sense as a symbol. It's symbolic. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not real. There's not unicorns. There's not phoenixi, phoenixes. Phoenixia. Phoenixia. They are <laughs> symbolic of, and they're relaying a greater truth through a symbol that people would understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's why... You know, the Jesuits who are masterful at uh, astronomy. Yeah, they're masterful at astronomy, but they're also masterful about entering into a culture that's not their own, utilizing what people are worshiping with or other types of to be able to evangelize and communicate the gospel message. And that's actually what Pope Francis was talking about in the catalyst of of the Papa. What is it, Mama, Mama, Pacha, Mama, Pacha, Mama yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, that's what he was. Most <laughs> what is it? The uh, you know, Pacha, Pokemon, Pokemon, which, which, is, which is, I understand the desire to do that, but at times, syncretism can be co- can go too far. Right, mm-hmm. it yep. really can to where it's no longer about. It's it's too accepting, and, and, but it, and, and that's and what the Jesuits to, have always done. They, they push have that pushed line. that line. Yeah. Always. I think there's 22. In evangelization. As far as astronomy, I think there's 22 or 23 craters on the moon actually named after Jesuits. Mm -hmm. Because they were so, they were the ones doing all this research. I think that was in one of our episodes. It might have been. Yeah. Scientific. Scientific. Yeah. We talked about about science. Catholic and scientific (laughs) discoveries. Yeah. And the Bishop of the Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Bishop Noonan. Bishop Noonan. Bishop Noonan. Noonan. No, he's a great guy. He is an awesome guy. Um, All right. Now, here's, here's a couple reasons. Just. 
very quickly, and just from logic, why astrology is stupid. Mm. And, and I'm sorry, if you believe in it, don't. It's dumb. Okay. When you were born, the obstetrician or the nurse who was there had more of a gravitational effect on you than any of the stars in any of the constellations you say affect your life. They had no gravitational effect. They have some, because all the universe uh, has yeah. gravitational effect on each other, right? I mean, when you're looking at co-minglings of, you know, atoms, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, but the obstetrician had more of a gravitational and spatial effect on you than the constellation of Scorpio did. I'm sorry, Scorpios. You should start. You should find the name of your obstetrician, and you should say, "Hi, I'm a Jane." What's going to happen right? to me today? Right. <laughs> Call her because her position at your birth had more impact on you than the stars did. Gravitationally, yes, it did. <laughs> There's not even twelve signs of the zodiac anymore. We already talked about that. NASA released this great thing. I'll link to it. It's like, look, the signs have changed in the last three thousand years. The the, the tilt of the earth has changed the elliptic, and now there's 13 signs. So Interesting. You're, you are probably not even the sign you think you are. Yeah. Go, going, going back to what we were saying about evangelization is that, I mean, it, it's if, if you desire the good for another, if you desire to bring God to someone, I mean, that's what you have to think about is how they see the world, how they, and I think, you know, when Pope Francis talked about you have to smell like your sheep, I think he really, what he was really saying is like, you have to be one among them, right? Not not sinning with them, but mm-hmm. you have to understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, so that you can communicate to them mm-hmm. the, the gospel, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, when you're doing your star chart and your birth chart, and you're saying, I was born at this this minute, you probably weren't. Doctors <laughs> and nurses arbitrarily put down a number. They'll get the hour, but they're not going to say you were born at 737 and actually have meant it. They'll be like, what time of birth? Uh, 7.37, great. I don't know. Yeah, that'll cool. work. That'll work. They don't care because it doesn't influence anything. It influences, yeah. they have to fill it on a piece of paper. It doesn't mean that the planets are singing in harmony <laughs> so that when you go on a date tonight, you're going to find romance. It's just not true. It's stupid. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. When the, here's another st- stupid reason. Okay, well, Jupiter was in... I don't know, Capricorn, so that means I'm something. What about all the planets they didn't know about when they created the Zodiac? What about Neptune or Uranus or Pluto? Or what about the the Zodiac that encountered for Pluto, then it was demoted and it wasn't a planet anymore? It's absurdly and preposterously dumb. Because, okay, you have the the classical planets of Mars and Venus and Jupiter and Mercury and Saturn. I don't know, Neptune and Uranus? Much bigger than Venus or Mercury. Mm-hmm. Do they not have influence on you? But oh no, only the planets that we knew about 3,000 years ago matter. It's logically incoherent and stupid. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense to refute it on that. Yeah. Doesn't I mean, make that's any what I'm saying. I know. It makes sense. Um, why do horoscopes <laughs> in different newspapers or from different sources have wildly different outcomes? Why is, you know, get it. What does the LA Times tell you? You're going to have a great date. Yeah, and the Boston Globe tells you your day's going to (laughs) suck. I mean, there's no no logic here. It's stupid. It makes no sense. Um, Tell me another one. Why is the moment... Tell me another horoscope. Why is the moment that you were born... Why is the moment that you were born what dictates the way that the universe treats you as opposed to the moment of your conception. 
that's the moment that you entered into this this world. That would seem more powerful that at the moment of your conception, when mom and dad were, you know, had a date night and they were making you, that probably should have more impact based on your stupid theories than the moment you were born. See, but what if in, <laughs> earlier in that day, you know, it was like that? you're saying that there's no power to the beautiful song of when the moon hits your eyes it's like a bigger pizza, pizza pie, pie that's amore. What if the moon Listen, was not there well, here's the thing. and shining in her eyes? Now, I'm, glad then, I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly <laughs> how Say no more. Say no more. I'll tell you why. No, Aquinas brings that up when he refutes a story. He was the writer of When the Moon Hits Your Eyes? He was. Yes. Well, Uncredited writer. Uh, but he brings that up. He's like, credit him now. do the stars and the planets and the constellations have an impact on you and he, he covers this in the summa and he's like yeah they do in as much as they have any gravitational pull or knowing them allows you to plant certain crops during certain times of year or to know the calendar or to be able to tell if it's going to be entering in the rainy season that's the impact they have on you it's very practical and pragmatic and observable but to say that they can uh, influence the will or the intellect he says is an absolute absurdity Absurd. It is. It's so absolutely absurd. dumb. This is absurd. You are so dumb. Um, what are some other dumb? Let's see. What are some other reasons that are stupid? Again, and I can't. We go fast. I cannot stand this enough. Run and tell that they are so dumb. Balls of helium that are imploding on themselves and creating atomic reactions, and generating light. And they are hundreds of light years away. They are completely arbitrary arrangements of stars. If you were looking at it from another galaxy, or from another planet, or the southern hemisphere, or 2,000 years ago, they are different. They are not Im immovable objects. They're arbitrary. Some dude's like, hey, that looks like a... Like a, a hunter, or that looks like a lion, and they don't even look like that. The Big Dipper, okay, maybe looks like a spoon. Orion just doesn't look like a hunter, it just looks like a block, dude. Come on, this is fanciful people saying, I don't know, I see a water carrier. No, you don't, or I see twins. What that's <laughs> stupid. There's no twins, it's just some dots of light in the sky. That's dumb, they don't influence your life. The only thing that influences your life are your decisions and the, the providence of God. Other than, other than that, if you think the stars, which are amazingly scientifically awesome and creationally awesome balls of combustible helium and hydrogen are influencing your life, I can't help you. No one can. Uh, Hopeless. I, I yeah. don't think you can help them either. <laughs> <laughs> Father, ask me what sign I am. What sign are you? Um, I'm a bear. You're a bear. Yeah. You look like a bear. Did you know that's one of the signs? No, I didn't. It's not, and it doesn't matter. It must matter. be the new 13th sign. <laughs> it's not, it's and it doesn't not. matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, then. Ask me what, my, uh, what sign am I? I don't give a care. You don't give a care? I don't. Well, I am the sign of the cross because that was what was traced on my forehead at baptism. Oh, my wait a second. <laughs> Howard, I'm going to drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for ruining your microphone, Mr. Howard. Well, that's I've awesome. got to say. If you happen to be watching us on YouTube right now, I need you to do something. You need to subscribe. So make sure you subscribe and click the bell so that whenever we produce a video, you can get our show. Look, when the moon but is then... in the seventh house and <laughs> Venus is rising, you should 
But what subscribe. I need you to do right now, after you just hit the subscribe <laughs> button, is go to that daily horoscope and click unsubscribe, okay? Because it's not really doing anything good for you. It's wasting time. It's just wasting your time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you all right, Ryan? I'm just laughing, man. This, yeah, is, so see, this, is, this is just a classic Taurus. <laughs> so stupid. You have just destroyed... Thousands, hundreds of thousands of years of, of humanity's practice of trying to find meaning in the celestial skies of the heavens. Look, just appreciate that, appreciate that the sky's pretty. God made it. You know, you didn't tie the cords of the Pleiades. You didn't set Orion. You weren't there when God set the earth in motion. Just stop. Just, just please stop for your own good. It's just dumb. It makes you look stupid. It does. If you, it really does. It makes you look ignorant. It makes you look unscientific, and it's bad spirituality. Uh, it cuts you off from God. And it, you're made for so much more. You are. That's right. Yeah. That's the right. stars were Amen. made. There's this, much more hope. God created the universe and all the stars and all of its complexity for you. Right? The universe was created for you. But in the proper sense, it's so that in all things, the motions of the universe enabled that our earth should be here in the proper way that God saw fit so that you could be born because he loves you, not because Jupiter's influencing your emotions, mm -hmm. you know? Thanks for driving that home, Ryan. Yeah. And you know what else? <laughs> you know what other thing? Stop it. Stop it. It's already dead. Stop hitting it. <laughs> One more thing is we want you to go on that World Wide Web and follow us on all of our social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you are reading those beautiful posts as in signs, perhaps these signs mean something to you. And hopefully it's the sign of the cross because my brothers and sisters, we have meaning and purpose that comes to us from the word that brings life and the word that was made flesh in the person of Jesus Christ that gives us words of encouragement to move along this path with trust and surrender in his divine plan for our salvation. And we want to give a big thank you to all of our patrons out there who subscribe to our show as well as support us financially through patreon.com forward slash the Catholic talk show. We'd like you to consider becoming one of our patrons to support the show so that we have productions that are in, in suit far into the future because of your generosity. So we want to wish you the very best, but also encouragement. Don't give your hearts to these types of things that are just a waste of time. Give your hearts to Christ which brings you so much more meaning. We'll see you next week. All right. Peace. Amen.